Hello and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Julia Benbrook. We're excited to welcome students back to campus in the fall, and the next couple of podcasts will be focused on OSU's coming back plan. In this podcast, I'm talking with Chris Barlow, who serves as the Senior Director for University Health, Counseling, and Accessibility Services. He's detailing the new safety measures that will be put into practice and telling us what we can do ahead of time to help protect those around us. I just want people to know that this is a kind of a moving plan. I know we have a, we have uh, defined some things within it, but based on based on public health concerns and the development of uh, of our public health situation, you know, we're constantly on a day to day uh, basis evaluating what our approach is, what is our our short term approach, what is our long term approach with some of this, you know. And so I, I would love to wake up you know, one day and just say that, you know, there's been a vaccine developed or something, we can kind of have an end date to some of this, but really you know, we're kind of all of that mindset that we're going to show up to work every day and we're going to do what we can to, to support students and provide a safe and, and healthy environment. And really the plan that we've come up with, I think is our best, uh, best approach to that. And that plan has a lot of details in it. The university is asking students to make self-health assessments a part of their daily routines. Can you explain to me what those assessments include? Sure. So the, the daily health assessment really, I mean, on any given day when a student wakes up or a faculty or staff member wakes up, it's really just get an idea of how am I feeling that day. We know with this disease that there is the symptomatic side of it where, you know, you can recognize some of the clear symptoms if you have an elevated fever and cough and shortness of breath, fatigue, those types of things that, yeah, I mean, that's a time to, to take action. There's also the asymptomatic side of it, which is really tricky and it's not as easy to define as far as um, you know, be for feeling perfectly fine in that situation and still have the disease. But from just an overall, you know, how am I feeling today type of approach, it's, it's getting up and, you know, um, and just recognizing, do I have any of those symptoms? Do I have a fever? Uh, do I have access to a thermometer to, I, to where I can check my temperature on a daily basis and make sure that if I do feel a little bit off that, you know, that I'm uh, then able to kind of take action. You know, keep in mind that uh, we do live in Oklahoma, which is, you know, full of allergies and there's a, a myriad of other uh, diseases and ailments that can happen over the course of a, of a semester. And so it's not necessarily if you are feeling any form of, of, uh, of symptom that you definitively have uh, COVID. But, you know, it's just kind of the first thing that you can do is just um, take proper steps to get an idea of how your body's feeling on that day. So if you do a daily assessment and you do find symptoms, so you think there's a possibility that you actually have COVID-19, there are swab pods available. Now, what are those and how do they work? Where do you find them? Yeah, so the first thing you do if you're, if you're having some symptoms, you know, really, you know, there's a number of things you can do. There are a lot of self-check type of websites through the CDC and the state health department. We can go on and kind of just pretty much click away and type in your um, symptoms and they'll probably give you a better idea as far as, um, you know, whether you should contact uh, someone in, in health services or a primary care physician. And so that's, um, that's the thought there as far as, uh, you know, pursuing care. Like it's, it can be a, a call over to health services to talk to a nurse. We have dedicated nurses who are taking those calls you know, even uh, today and throughout the semester where they're giving um, students advice. Um, so then, you know, if you get to a point where it's like, yeah, I um, ruled out some other things and, and maybe um, uh, the call for testing is, is required, then 
that we have these, uh, yeah, we call them swab pods, which I think we just use that because it rhymes and it, it's catchy to say it, but it's just a testing, uh, testing pod or a, a testing site that we've established in partnership with the Center for Health Sciences in Tulsa. And so we're able to, um, through, you know, through that relationship, we're able to, um, we've opened up kind of this mobile testing on the side of University Health Services at you know, 1202 West Farm Road um, to where we can basically increase the throughput of testing over the course of a day. Those are, those are free of charge uh, for all the OSU uh, community members. So we're not the only uh, place in town for testing. You know, Payne County Health Department, who's one of our key partners, is doing a tremendous job of trying to facilitate large-scale testing events. And so we just know that testing is critical, uh, whether you're symptomatic or asymptomatic, that you have to have an idea of kind of what's out there at the community level. Will students be required to wear masks on campus? So we've made a, a conscious decision. You know, this is not just one person making a decision on, on campus, but this is input from student government and the Dean's Council and our public health departments with state, local, and uh, also the CDC that we are gonna implement um, the wearing of masks on campus. You know, it's really crucial when you're talking about indoor type of facilities, um, in particular, uh, having kind of that uh, close proximity and um, to individuals that there's a higher risk of exposure. And so, you know, especially recent studies have shown that by wearing a mask and, and performing social distancing that you can reduce that risk. And mental health is another important part of this. Um, we don't talk about it as much as the actual pandemic, but it is impacting a lot of people. What are some services that are available to students that might be having some issues with that? Sure. Yeah, so I actually um, oversee university counseling services um, here on campus and so one of the one of the you know really uh, key things that we've been able to do is sustain operations throughout all of this you know one of the few departments uh, even in march and april and may for the end of the semester that was able to provide pretty much our full uh, you know offering of services uh, to students uh, because we were using teletherapy and, and kind of a video-based approach uh, we found actually pretty good results uh, with that we find that students have, have uh, transitioned well to that approach. And so, that, I mean, moving forward, um, and talk about mental health, it's just, it's crucial. Students are feeling it, feeling the strain. So there's a lot of our incoming students are, are new students who just went through a very unorthodox uh, high school year. Um, you know, we're talking about faculty and staff on campus who are uh, you know, just dealing with a lot of things. I mean, there's financial issues across the board, across our country. Um, it's, it's just a very trying time. Um, social um, injustice issues, everything that's kind of popped up over the last few months just kind of all culminating at, the, at this time. And so um, University Counseling, Counseling Services is available uh, as a resource. I would encourage students to go to our website. It's kind of a one-stop shop where you can kind of see everything that we have, but we've really identified you know, some services, more than just the traditional one-on-one -on -one therapy over the last few years. And we have a great community partnership with Grand Lake Mental Health Center uh, we have some online type of programs that students can use. Uh, we have, um, you know, our traditional uh, group therapies and one-on-one -on -one counseling and, and walking clinics. But we're looking to adjust all that as we kind of enter the the fall semester. I mean, we just everybody has to kind of be flexible and and be accommodating. But one thing I can I can say to students is we will have resources available. And maybe even more important than that is, uh, you know, actually seeking services as throughout this whole you know, throughout this whole process is trying to get your mind off of kind of all these really difficult things from time to time and try to de-stress and take care of your body and exercise and, and all those things that, that will help kind of on the front end.
You can find the counseling website that Chris mentioned at usc.okstate.edu and the Cowboys Coming Back Plan at a Glance is posted at okstate.edu for your convenience. Keep your eyes out for our next Return to Campus podcast with the Vice President of Student Affairs, Dr. Doug Hallenbeck. We'll be talking about student life and the move-in process. Thank you for listening to the Inside OSU podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.